What up, CCV coaches? This is uh, Jake. Excited to hang with you for a little bit. I'm here with my guy, Jared. Yo, yo. Uh, it, listen, Jared, tell me about your weekend. Heard you were a little uh, under the weather, a little uh, man cold, as they would say. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> my wife, uh, Jess, if you're listening right now, um, I She's know. Not. She, yeah. But if she was, <laughs> she would be showing no sympathy and the man cold is a thing. Are you, yeah. Do you shut down when you're sick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I can get down with that. I also shut down when I'm sick, but my wife, Bree's not allowed to shut down. She's sick. You got too many kids. <laughs> exactly. She's got to rally. Exactly. Uh, me, I can shut down. All right. So anyways, you were sick. Whatever. <laughs> I was sick and you guys... I'll do this when you're sick too. You end up binging something. And for me, it was Outer Banks. Hey, big Outer Banks guy. You know who else is a big Outer Banks guy? Uh, There's only one person we could be thinking of right now. Yeah, Dustin Tappen. Tappen. Someone you would know, big Outer Banks guy. I So I watched, I've watched it. Uh, My wife is the one that more was the driver of that. However, I was into it. But so what do you think? What do you think of Outer Banks? You watched the whole, do you watch both seasons in one weekend? Dang, Outer Banks is like fast food, you know, like you kind of crave it all the time, but you always regret it when you're done. Like you can't stop watching it. And then you're like, why did I just spend the last five hours of my life watching this they show? They hit you with a cliffhanger every time. My, uh, Brie, I keep talking about her. She's great. Uh, she, her tactic for cliffhanger shows is, and this is weird. She watches the show, cliffhangers it. And then she starts the second show, watches 10, 15 minutes of it, and just turns it off mid-episode. Because she can't, <laughs> she can't deal with the, just the hanging of like what's happening. So she has to see what happens, and then she bails halfway through the episode when nothing's happening. So uh, you power through Outer Banks. It's genius. I'm down. I have one episode left to finish two seasons of Outer Banks. And so, yeah, I just just totally valued my time over the weekend while I was sick. It was, it was excellent. I think it's I think it's worth doing. So here's the thing: we're gonna we're gonna do this. I don't know. We might mess around and do this a little bit more. But you guys are high school coaches and junior high coaches and junior high coaches. So both and uh, and I think you are not required by any stretch to be a connoisseur of pop culture, an expert, an expert in pop culture and things that your students care about. However. Uh, it could, uh, big word alert, it could behoove you, uh, <laughs> it could behoove you to know a little bit about things that are going on. And so I, I don't know. And, and let me just say this, neither Jared nor myself would say that we are experts in teenage culture either. Uh, but we, we, we live in it a little bit. And so something we might try doing is just talking through something that is, is probably being consumed by some people in your group. And you could either take our word for it and show up in a conversation and seem smart because you know some things going on. Or maybe if you got time, maybe maybe if you get a man cold this next weekend, <laughs> you can binge Outer Banks as well. And so, I don't know, we're just going to talk through it a little bit, give the premise of the show, and then we talk through just a little couple of reasons that maybe why teenagers are into it, why they, why they come back to it, why it's engaging to them, and it could spur some Cool conversation points yeah. for you with your group. So, Jared, you're, it's fresh on your brain. Oh, man. Here Can we you go. give us a, a, a bird's eye flyover of what is going on in Outer Banks? What's the premise of the show? Now, don't give too much away. No spoilers, but what's going on? Uh, it's basically the story of four friends in high school who all have drama in their lives. What teenager doesn't have drama in their lives? But they've got drama in their lives wrapped around all kinds of stuff, namely with their parents, with one another. You got this uh, crazy uh, rich, poor culture. Pogues are the 
poor, how the poor kids identify and then the rich kids are the kooks. And imagine all the stereotypes, but blown up and exaggerated. Big time. Yeah. Which is purpose. uh, It's on purpose. It's cheesy on purpose. Yep. Outer Banks. But you, you get lost in the cheesiness and you kind of get sucked to episode to episode. So yeah, big picture. It's in Outer Banks, South Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina. One of those two. One of the Carolinas. Uh, It's a place you can go to. And Turns out there is a little bit of like a hidden treasure mystery thing going on. Yeah, there's a national treasure Pirates of the Caribbean feel behind the scenes. Yeah, which is which is cool and was not what I was expecting. So yeah, uh, it was, it's neat. So I think I think it's cool and I think it's interesting and I think there are some there's some things in there that this show does and this is what you'll find with most things in pop culture, especially TV shows. Man, they have they have teenagers down. Yep. Uh, they're they are pretty dialed, and I think for for some of us, if you only exist in church land, it's easy to to not uh, to not see what teenagers are like outside of church land. And so I think it's good like when, when you see some of your students, you see them every week for an hour, and they're different that hour than they are the rest of the time. And so I think there's just some value in in looking into the lives of teenagers that like outside of church and understanding what they what they live for. And I think this show does a cool job just in general, uh, kind of depicting what teenagers are struggling with. Obviously their parents have super high expectations for them. There's a, there's an abusive parent relationship. There's parents that are super hypocritical, say one thing, say something else. The, the main character of this entire show, John B, John B, John B, his, his parents aren't even around. He has no parents and he's just living on his own. And, and those are all things that maybe are exaggerated, but for a lot of our students, maybe not. Those are real things that are yeah. happening. Yeah. I think, it, I think it hits a felt need because I think most of our students can relate to one of those four things, mm-hmm. high expectations, abusive, hypocritical, or absent. So I think it hits a felt need. I think that's why so many teenagers connect with that show. Another thing I just bring up about these four friends is literally the these guys stick their necks out for one another and everybody every student in your group wants a friend like that everybody wants somebody who would just risk it all for them i think you can you can probably realize why your students value their friends over anything else in their life right now and this show kind of talks you through that i mean cuz their parents aren't always around like sometimes we have this exact like maybe our personal example of our parents is a good example but the reality is for a lot of a lot of students, that's not real. And so they take all of their they base all their decisions around what their friends think. Yep. And that's a good and also bad <laughs> a lot of times. Um, uh, but I think there's there's reality there. And I don't think you you're not gonna be able to convince a kid to not do that, but you can hopefully walk them through how to be smart through those relationships. I think this show does a really good job of I mean, really, they're they, they idiots. They're they are consistently stupid. Yep. But they're great friends. Like they love each other and they're willing to uh, live, willing to literally die for each other. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing is, is, you know, we, we tend to live our adventures in life through the screen. And for these four, like for, for, I would guess for our students, I think they're, they're seemingly living out their own adventure in life through the lives of these four kids. So going after treasure, uh, dealing with bad guys, running from their parents, never coming home at night. This show shows a life without boundaries and that craving for independence, I think exists in the hearts of all of our students. Yes. Hey man, if you want to, if you want to sound smart this weekend, 
She just uh, just find a way to work out her banks and <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> your you go. group time. Uh, yeah, just bring it up, uh, watch it, and then let us let us know if you hate it or not. And here's the thing. Yeah, here we go. Uh, you can let us know by emailing us, and Ooh. this is for that transition segue. Uh, we have this an, e- an email address that we're trying to use, uh, CCV Students Leadership at ccv.church. We'll put it in the heading of the, uh, in the description for the podcast. We'll there make it you in go. there for you. It's but, the longest email address ever. <laughs> super, CCV Students Leadership. Super long, hard, hard to think through. But he- here's kind of the main reason for that. Hey, sure, A, if you have, if you're like, Outer Bank sucks, email us that. That'd be great. And I can just tell you you're wrong. <laughs> uh, but also... I think what you could do is we would love for you to email us questions that you have about how to be a great coach. Yep. Uh, and are we going to have the right answer for that all the time? Always. No, always. Always. <laughs> but we would love to talk about it, and we'd love to answer the questions that you have. I mean, and you were just – Jerry was saying earlier just to us about – and this is for you. I don't know if you want to unpack that a little bit, but yeah, yeah. We do this podcast, not just because me and Jake like to sit around and talk about outer banks, which we, we do, we do, but we do this because we want to help you get better. And we know that like, there's all kinds of things to consume out there. How about a 15 minute podcast to help you grow as a coach? So, but we can make up and pretend like we know what you need, which we do that sometimes, honestly, but we'd really like to hear from you directly. How can we help you? What do you want us to talk about? What questions can we answer? Like what is relevant in your group right now that we can speak to? Yes. So CCV students leadership at ccv.church. Make it happen. Send us an email. We uh, listen, uh, Question. We're talking about questions today. We're, uh, this is a this is a real emailed in question, right, Jared? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks. Super real emailed in question from Jeffrey in Avondale, <laughs> uh, and it says it says Hey, Jake and Jared. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it says that. Are we allowed to? Uh, this, we're lying. This is we're, a church podcast. Yep, All right, yep. so we made this up. All right. Uh, how can I utilize my coach guide best in group discussions? And Sounds so like a great question. We're gonna we'll unpack that a little bit and mostly just hey, how do I utilize this coach guide to crush group time? So a couple of things. Obviously, the point of your coach guide is to walk you through a discussion that is based around the message. Um, but we will say this lots. Man, if you're just reading verbatim the stuff off the coach guide, you're not being as effective as you could be as a coach. The the best conversations are stemmed from you were actively engaged in the message and you pulled things from it and you asked those questions. Or the other great thing to do would be you read the questions and you're asking them in your own words. You're not just like pulling it up in front of you and saying, how would you do this thing that Jared said? So that's the big picture for a coach guide. And it's super important that you are actively listening so that you can look at the coach guide and decipher which things are going to hit best in your group. Yeah. And we're trying our best to write questions that are relevant from the message. Uh, sometimes we, we're just not going to be able to hit as well as you are going to be able to. So you know your students the best. That's why, that's why we're asking you to be engaged in that process. Uh, one of the things I would just say with the coach guide, Jake, Jake has been really emphasizing this uh, from our team standpoint is we're just trying to also put into the coach guide an intentional question about following up from the previous week. So if we challenged you last week uh, to read James chapter one, and then this week we're talking about James chapter two, like take take a few minutes to ask your students, hey, how do we do with the challenge last week? And actually have that feature of accountability as a part of your small group time. I, I think you will find that 
the more often and the more consistently you ask about last week's message, eventually students will actually like feel like the challenges matter. I think if you forget to do that over time, it just is like, oh, it's another thing they're asking me to do that they'll never care about. And so like, what are you going to stick to and what are you going to follow up with so that you actually I don't know, encourage people to, to pay attention and, and see what's going on and actually follow through on those things. So I think that's super important. It's something worth doing. There's also something we've been adding to the, uh, the group coach guides. It's kind of like an icebreaker activity question thing. And this is really for you want, we want something in the group that's fun. So if you're, if you're a coach, especially, especially, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, especially if you have new people there, Man, you got to make sure that the your opening content in your group time isn't a heavy. It's not heavy. It's fun. It's silly. It's relational. And so we're trying to feed you those questions that could be that. Now, you don't have to do those things, but they're a great starting point. Yep. That's huge. That's huge. And I, that just segue into the next thing I wanted to say is just know your group. Know your group. The coach guide uh, doesn't doesn't assume uh, exactly the dynamic of your group. So if your group, you've got a bunch of students that are really like, they're past the surfacey questions quickly, then get to scripture quickly. Know your group. Don't like default to the coach guide. But if you've got freshman boys who can't focus on anything, then you're probably not going to want to skip over the fun stuff in the beginning. So customize uh, the coach guide accordingly. And I, and I would say as a coach, you're the owner of that conversation. And what you do in group time should change based on who's there. So just because last week, all your kids who always come were here and you had a really deep conversation about Ephesians doesn't mean that this next week when you have three new kids that the conversation is going to look the same. And what I would say to you is that a Sunday or a Saturday group experience the number one priority, I'm, I'm, I'm trailblazing right now. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. So we'll see, we'll see if Jared's on the same page. You got as me. this. I uh, believe the, it. Yeah. The number one priority there for is someone that shows up to feel like they're accepted as part of that group and that they're willing to come back next week. That's the number one priority. So when you have, when you have new students, the pivot is, man, how do I make these new students feel like this is a place where like Jesus loves them? And so it's probably not going to be spending 30 minutes unpacking uh, how to like read the Greek in the, <laughs> in the Bible. And so just be smart with that, like adjust with who comes and be, be willing to adjust your group for who's there. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I, I would like you to unpack the Greek in our next small group. Can next time. It? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, I'm starting to meet with Mark, Mr. Mark Moore, <laughs> Professor Mark Moore. So uh, I'll just transfer that to you. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts with the coach guide? No, I, I just think a couple things. This is twofold. Don't be afraid to not use the coach guide. But also, I'll say this, don't be afraid to use it either. Like, we, we are putting thought into that, and I think the questions are pretty good and should at least put you in a direction to have good conversations. So I think even for some of you guys that have been coaching forever, I think it's worth at least a look. Uh, yeah, open that sucker up, read through it quickly, and just see if you're ending in the same spot. And that's super important. Every week we have a challenge and a takeaway, and, man, be relational, make things happen in that conversation, and be a great coach. That's what we're asking you to do. Get to that takeaway. Get to that challenge. Make sure that what you're talking about in group time isn't different than what we talked about in the message. Like your main takeaway isn't doing something crazy. Now, obviously that happens sometimes just because what, what things come up, but don't make a habit of that. Get back to the main conversation, main challenge, main takeaway. Uh, and then just, man, own relationships. 
Like that's the, that's the important part. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, coaches, we're going to wrap it up today. Don't forget, send us your questions to that ridiculously long email address and your homework this month is to what, Jake? Uh, uh, watch Outer Banks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Dustin told you to watch Outer Banks. Uh, tell us if you like it or not. <laughs> See you guys. See you next time.